0: Amen. Hey, welcome everybody to week one of a series we're doing on relationships. Look at somebody else and say, You're wearing a mask, but you look awesome. And look at somebody else and say, If you can hold on like four weeks, the weather's going to start warming up. And God is going to come back to South Carolina as soon as the weather warms up, right? That's what we're all looking forward to. Okay. yeah, so we made this, our, our team made this, you know, made that funny, cheeky, awesome video at first about, you know, relationships and TikTok and all sort of, all sort of cool stuff. So uh, when you see that, you know, you could give a shout out to, to the creative team. They did a really good job there. Um, so I, if you have a Bible, go ahead and go ahead and open it to Genesis chapter 1. We're going straight in. We, I, don't, I don't have a ton of time, and we got to cover a lot because for the next four weeks, we're talking about some of the most important things in all of the human experience, Talking about relationships. And the reality is this. Relationships are a universal truth. They are a universal reality. You have relationships. You may have good ones. You may have bad ones. You may have hopes to have different ones. You may have ones that you didn't even decide to be in. You just found yourself in. The reality is all of us are in relationships. And that's not an accident. You are in relationships for a very important reason, a very intentional reason. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, God says this. Let us make man, man being mankind, in our image after our likeness. God is plural there, speaking in plurality, speaking about not only himself as one God in three persons, but some uh, scholars believe he's talking about the Elohim there. He's talking about the spiritual counsel, the, the angels, the divine counsel. And so what he's saying is, Let's make mankind like us, and us being a lot of things, but primarily that us is plural. Let us make man in our image. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the heavens, over the livestock, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Let man be in charge, is what God is saying. So God creates man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female. He created them both and he, he blessed them, and he says to him, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the heaven, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. So literally, one of the things that we as believers, if you're here, you're not a like a, a a fundamental believer and follower of the man Jesus Christ, who we believe was both fully man but fully God. And what it means to be a Christian is not just that we think Jesus was a good guy, but we actually believe in him and we try to practice his teachings. We, we believe that it means to be a disciple. It means to, to follow in the ways of Jesus, to do the things he did, to follow the things that he taught, right? That's part of what we believe. One of the things that Christians have always believed is that God's responsible for creation creation, that it was God's idea for all of this to exist, and and, and that has its own nuanced things. But one of the things that we clearly see is that God made you to be in charge of the earth. God makes Adam and Eve in the garden. He sets them on mission. Here's the target. Here's the mission I have for you. Go and subdue the earth. Take dominion, be in charge, and make sure that this place turns out good, right? And then he makes male and female. He gives them a responsibility. Go ahead and fill the earth. Be fruitful and multiply. So next week, we're going to talk about guy-girl relationships because all of those things that you feel, guess what? God made them. And if you don't understand that from a Christian perspective that God invented sex, God invented all of the beautiful, good, wonderful things about it, then you will go and do as you please and do what you want. And if you don't do it God's way, you're going to mess some stuff up and it's not going to be awesome. Or you can do it God's way and realize the gift that it is. Anyway, we'll talk about that next week. So bring your friends next week. Maybe don't bring your girlfriend. Just don't sit together. It might get weird. Um, It won't be weird. I'm just kidding. So God gives Adam and Eve the charge, fill the earth, subdue it. You're in charge, Adam. So God makes man in his image, breathes life into him, and then he puts him in charge of everything on the earth. And then God, in all of his creative order, he makes the earth, he makes the skies, he makes the cosmos, right? He makes the sun, he makes the birds, he makes makes everything, right? Like he, he puts things into creative order and he says about everything, he says, man, it's good. Right? Like, God is his own hype man. He makes stuff, and he goes, this is good. I'm good at this. Right? Like, this is God saying, yes, I made birds. Birds are a good idea. High five me. He's saying, like, yes, look at this. Man, the ocean rules. Good job, me. Like, this is a great idea. Right? And he makes this. But then God makes something, and he says, this is not good. Like the first thing that God makes, and He looks at it, and He stops, and He thinks to Himself, "This isn't good. This isn't right." Do you know what it is? Genesis chapter two. The Lord looks at man, at Adam. Adam's by himself. The Lord looks at Adam, and He goes, "Hmm, this isn't good." Genesis chapter two, verse eighteen. The Lord God said, "It's not good that that man's alone." I'm going to make a, a helper that's that's for him, a suitable helper. And and look, I've done a lot of weddings, and we always read this verse at weddings, and we're like, yeah, and so Adam needed a woman, and so God made a woman that was, you know, suitable, and yada, 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 which is, yes, that is part of this. But what God's saying is, I have big plans for man on the earth, and he can't do it by himself. This is a statement that God is making about the design of the human being. It has to be in relationship with other humans. The only thing that God makes and looks at and goes, this isn't good is a man by himself with all the work that had to be done on the earth. Which makes a a, a 9, 10 month, who knows how long pandemic, a really big deal when one of the things that we're encouraged to do for health reasons, and is a good reason, is a good idea for health reasons, is to not just social distance, but to isolate. It's why right now, it's a lot harder to have healthy, thriving relationships than it was this time last year. It's why some things about our days just get more difficult. Some things about our habits, they just fall out of place when we're by ourselves because you were physically made by God to need other human beings. It doesn't work. Your, your life does not work without human beings. So I've got three things that I want to say tonight that are going to be kind of anchors that we're going to use to, to work through some thoughts for the next few weeks, okay, in this relationship series. So the first idea is this, and you've got to get this in your mind. The most important thing that God ever made was people. The most important thing God ever made was people. It's the only thing that he made in his image. It's the only thing that received the breath, the spirit of God's life was people. That's why, and this may be silly to you, but you've got to hear what I'm saying here. That's why it's more important for you to have a thriving relationship with humans than a thriving relationship with a phone. That's why it's more important to do the hard work and getting over the awkwardness of having a good relationship with your friends compared to your Xbox or your PS5. Because there's it does different things. It physically, chemically does different things in your life to have good relationships with people. The problem is it takes work. It takes work. You know what happens to relationships naturally? They fall apart. They crumble. They disintegrate, they're good for a little while, and then they go away. It takes commitment, it takes faithfulness, it takes all the things that we're going to talk about to have thriving relationships, but it's why we were created. The pinnacle of God's creative expression is not the, 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 the galaxies, it's the person sitting beside you. It's why sins against people are so egregious, because that's what God made to be like him. It's why during Black History Month, we're going to celebrate black Christians. Because sins against people are way more brutal because God made that person to be like him. And so when you do something wrong to your neighbor, when you do something intentionally wrong to hurt someone, you're hurting somebody that God made to be like him. That's why when we talk about dating relationships next week, we're not going to talk about silly stuff like being a good boyfriend or a girlfriend. We're going to talk about honoring somebody that God made to be like him. And if we don't start with a a relational understanding with each other that has not the other person at the center, God at the center, you're never going to get there. God made people that don't look like you or talk like you or live in the same neighborhood as you or smell like you smell, or have the money that you have, or drive what you drive. God made them. That's why we get to go to war against culture. You know who has the solution to the problems in the world? People that believe God made people. We're the only ones that can actually love people the right way. We're the only ones. We're the only ones that are going to have the ability to look past certain flaws, to look past certain weaknesses, to look somebody in the eye and go, I see God in you. The most important thing that God ever made was people. He put his life in them. He put his breath in them. He made them to rule the earth. He made them to rule the earth. Point number two is this. God's heart for me is connected to the relationships I have. You will figure out your purpose in life based off the people that are around you. You will be either on mission or wasting your time based off the people around you. It's quite simple. We have all these questions. What am I supposed to do with my life? Just get good friends. Start there because it gets a lot easier after that. You know how hard it is to make good choices around bad people? I'm, t- I'm, I'm an adult. I'm a grown adult with three children. I've been a follower of Jesus for more of my life than I haven't been. It's still easy to make bad choices around the wrong folks. This isn't something you grow out of. That's why God was like, yeah, that's why you need good people in your life. The, 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 the heart of God for you is connected to the relationships you have. It's the mission that God sends you on. We think, about admit, we think about mission, we think about adventure, we think about the journey that God's called us to. And it's always something somewhere, but it's always been someone, according to God. Everything is run through the filter of people in God's heart. So we're going to get there. I'm going to read you this study. God, I'm so excited about this. Let me read. Okay, this is from, this is a published article from the Harvard Women's Health Watch. You ready for this? This, is, this isn't even a Bible. This is just science, right? Social connections not only give us pleasure, they also influence our long-term health in ways every bit as powerful as adequate sleep, a good diet, and not smoking. Dozens of studies have shown that people who have social support from family, friends, and their community are happier, have fewer health problems, and live longer. Listen to this. Conversely, a relative lack of social ties is associated with depression and later-life cognitive decline, as well as with increased mortality. One study, listen to this, which examined data from more than 309,000 people found that a lack of strong relationships increased the risk of premature death from all causes by 50%, an effect on mortality risk roughly comparable to smoking 15 cigarettes a day and greater than obesity and physical inactivity. It's healthier for you to smoke cigarettes than to not have good friends. Physically, you die quicker, you get fat, your brain stops working, and you get depressed if you don't have good friends. That's not even Bible. That's science. That is the publishers of this Harvard Health article wanting you to know. If you don't get good friends in your life, you're going to get fat, your brain's going to stop working, and you might as well just start smoking cigarettes. Right? I'm just kidding. But basically, that's what it's saying. Think about that. Think about God creating the human body, knowing that you need good friends so bad you'll get physically sick if you don't have them. Think about how brilliant God is. Knowing that so much of your life is going to have to be lived in a way that you pursue people and and go through the work that it takes to do that instead of just being lazy and just taking relationships as they come. So many people do that. And they get sick, and they get lonely, and they get depressed, and they lose their way. And it all happens because of the relationships that they don't have in their life. Okay. Last point I'm going to make. And then I got some scripture. And then I really do think, and I'm not like trying, you know, I I get excited when I preach. And so I'm trying to like cool it down a little bit. But I really do think that this is one of the most important times that I can remember in history for us to be talking about how important it is to value relationships in our lives. Point number three is this. I can't say I value God if I don't value the people he made. (laughs) I want you to imagine a world where we show up, and I bring my children out here, my three sweet sons. They're great. Two of them are sweet. One of them is sweet. One of them is working on being sweet, and one of them is so young, I can't tell what he's going to be. And I want to imagine a world where I bring them out here, I show them off to you, I'm proud. I made these, right, in my image. Said they looked just like my wife, so you wouldn't know they were mine. And you were to look at me and you go, you know what? I think those kids suck. Don't you imagine a world where you did that? Because surely what would follow would be <clears throat> as you swallowed your teeth, as I punched a hole in, the, in your face, <laughs> is what would happen, right? Imagine, surely that would happen. It's not even hard for you to, to, to think about that being the case. Now imagine what it's like when we have people that God made in our lives and we live every day essentially saying to God, I have no value for this thing that you made. We're different, we're all different. Some of us have backgrounds where a teaching like this, a gospel teaching like this that teaches to to hold at as the highest value, the people that God made. Some of us, this is gonna be a challenge. Not because you're a bad person, because you had a different upbringing, and it's okay. It's okay that it's going to be tough. Some of you are going to be much better at this. You're going to have strengths at this, and you need to bring these strengths to your group and to your peers, and you need to offer these as strengths. I've, I've, I've done this over a decade with friends of mine, with my family, with people, and anytime you talk about overcoming boundaries to healthy relationships, some people are better at it than others. Some people, you're just naturally extroverted. It's easy for you to want to make friends with people. Some of you are naturally introverted. It's fine. All of those things are part of the design that God gave to you. What we're talking about is valuing people in a way that honors not just them, but the God who designed them and put his life in them. I can't say I value God if I don't value what he made. There's no way. God is... So, in love with humans that he became one in Jesus to save us. Like, you understand the story of mankind is not God's rejection of it and saying, Oh, I guess I'll go start somewhere else. It's no, it's God making humans and then becoming one in order to save all of them. Humans are the point. You get it. It's like, it's not, Christianity is not just a set of. It's not, like, it's not like a box of 10 things that you have to check. Jesus was literally asked, what's the most important thing that we can do, Rabbi? And he says, love God and love your neighbor. That was the point, right? Like That's, that's the, the pinnacle of Jesus' definition of what it means to follow him. Love your God and love his people. And we've just gotten off, man. We've gotten off track. We've made the Christian life about all the things we're supposed to do. More than likely, we've actually made it about all the things we're not supposed to do. And meanwhile, we have neighbors that have no idea that we're in love with God. We sit right beside people on the bus that have no idea that Jesus has transformed us because we haven't been taught, we haven't done the hard work of understanding the value of the Imago day, that God has placed his image on the people that sit beside you all the time. They're more important than the things you do and the things you don't do. If you wake up in the morning and read your Bible every single day and you never love your neighbor, then we've missed it. Now, reading your Bible matters tremendously. We would never know that we've missed it if we didn't read our Bibles. But that's what Jesus was saying. So here's what we're going to be about. You ready? Here's what we're going to be about for the next few weeks and hopefully for the next 100 years. Romans chapter 12, verse 9. Paul had to teach this. Paul plants churches, and Paul had to teach people how to treat people. Go study cultures all throughout the world, different cultures. Pick, pick one beside America. It's easy, to, it's easy to rip on America these days. Pick another culture, okay? Pick any country and any culture and any people group. You know what they don't thrive at? Treating people well. People that don't have a a God-centered, Christ-centered ethic in the heart of them, they treat people poorly. That's what they do. That's what cultures do. So here's what Paul's having to teach to this Roman culture that treated people horrible. You think America was bad? You should go read about the Romans. They used to tie Christians up and cut all their legs and arms off and drag them behind chariots through the city as like a joke. Here's what he says. This is Paul's encouragement to the Christians in Rome. Let your love be genuine. Don't fake it. Love people. Abhor. Hate. Hate what's evil. Those jokes, hate them. Those things you're taught that are evil, you know they're evil, hate them. You're allowed to hate evil. Hate it. You're allowed to find things that are evil, that treat people poorly, that run people down, that keep people in a certain mindset. You're allowed to hate those things. You're encouraged to hate them. And hold on to what's good. Don't let go of it. Don't let the fact that you got to wear a mask and potentially social distance make you let go of the fact that you know relationships are good for you. It's not hard to see. There were more people here this time last year. And I'm not saying everybody should be back because some people can get sicker than others. But I'm telling you right now, I have friends that have started doing everything in their life again besides coming to church. It kills me. we got to hold on to it. Don't let go. Do not grow tired and weary of doing good. Hold fast. To what's good. Love one another with a brotherly affection. Outdo each other in showing honor. Imagine what would happen in 2021 if you decided you were going to outdo your friends in showing honor to your friends, to your leaders, to your parents. Imagine what would happen if you became the person that you I'm going to honor people. I'm going to honor you. I'm going to honor what you bring to my life. I'm going to honor and value the, 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 the thing that you do in my life that nobody else can do. I'm going to honor that. I'm going to show honor to you. I'm going to outdo you in showing honor. Don't be slothful in zeal. Don't be lazy about this. This is Paul. This is Paul, the, the, the head coach of the early church, and he's saying, you can't be lazy about this. You gotta stir yourself up to not be slothful. Don't be lazy in your zeal, but be fervent in your spirit. Be committed to this. Wake up in the morning to decide one of the things I'm gonna be great at today is loving my neighbor. I'm gonna mess up a lot today, but I'm gonna be, it's gonna be important to me that I be fervent in my spirit about treating people the way God wants them to be treated. We make a difference, it makes a real difference. Tangible quality difference in the lives of people when Christians decide they're gonna value what God decided to put in the humans that he thought of We're gonna be about this There's a lot of things. It's okay if we're not good at this isn't one of them So we're gonna spend time on it next week We're talking about the quality of our guy girl relationships because they matter They matter a lot they matter a lot in your personal life. They matter a lot in the example that you set for the people around They matter. They matter a ton. They matter a ton for your friends that quit coming to Fuse because they started doing these relationships wrong. And now they feel shame and guilt. They don't want to come around anymore. Then we're talking about the third week, we're going to talk about groups. We're talking about why you're in a Fuse group. If you're not in a Fuse group, you got two weeks to get signed up for one. Get in one. We need them. They matter way more than you think. It's going to be an awesome night. We've got some really cool plan. In week four, we're talking about Mission. Relationships around you as the mission that God has called you on and how you can be effective in accomplishing the mission that God created for you. It's not a big challenge. So why don't you stand to your feet? Every campus, stand to your feet. I'm gonna pray. Then we're gonna hand it back over to the campuses. We're gonna finish up tonight. We're gonna get into some good group conversation. This matters. Hey, listen, I know because I watch it, I go to every campus, I know what happens when we when we break for the night and we're done. 75, 80% of the people go to groups. A few people sneak out. If you're not in a group, don't sneak out. Take the first step of this, of finding a group of people that are your age, and just go ahead and invite yourself in. Say, hey, this guy told me that, you know, I'm basically going to get fat. My brain is going to stop working if I don't get in relationships, and I don't want to do that, so I need to be in this fuse group. And if somebody new sits in your group, you welcome them. Be curious about them. All right, I'm out of time. Let's pray. God, I love you. I love you so much. I'm so glad that you made me to need people because I know my own tendency in my flesh is to just want to be by myself and do the things that I want and, be just, and just be all about me and my pleasure and my enjoyment and all about me, 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 me. And I'm so glad that you created me to have to be about others. I'm so glad that the health of my relationship with you is not contingent upon this 613 long list of things I need to do. But really it can be boiled down to how much do I love the people that are around me? How good of a job am I doing at showing them how much they matter? God, I'm so grateful that your spirit is with us to help guide us and teach us in this. Would we be so humble and would we humbly step into the opportunity that we have to show the world who made them and how much they matter? God, help us be good at this in Jesus' name.